Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. As we look back on the biggest stories. And I understand almonds are not a true nut, technically a seed. That's a big story. We will unpack it all. We love watching vegan news. Yes. <laughs> We've got an incredible lineup to unpack it all. Mm -hmm. Showbiz superstar Maltracine is here. Comedian and one of the stars of Utopia, Limo, is here. Yes. <laughs> Comedian turned Taskmaster assistant Tom Cashman. Tom Cashman. Yeah. Unbelievable, not the only big Tom in town. Tom Cruise, well, well big Tom. Tom Cruise <laughs> is here in Australia. Yes, he's here to promote the new Mission Impossible movie. Yes, Mission Impossible 7, flogging a dead horse. <laughs> um, I believe. He Eight. actually flogs the horse himself. It is There's no CGI. There was a star-studded <laughs> premiere in Sydney, attended by some of the biggest names in Australian showbiz. We weren't invited. We weren't invited. <laughs> but Channel 9's Mike Dalton was. The secret location on the harbour revealed by a special email drop box, <laughs> then self-destructed in five seconds, along with my computer. Okay. My <laughs> of curried chicken which really was totally unnecessary. What? <laughs> After leaving the office okay. and avoiding the occasional anti-personnel missile, right. oh my God. I was required to collect Surely my accreditation, enough. which I did before the helicopter crashed. Oh, Jesus! Oh, to take away Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> Look, we've got to start with the big story. The Ashes series has ex implo exploded, rather. Yeah. <laughs> She's thinking of submarines. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Ashes... The Ashes series has exploded. The controversy continues. England accusing... Accusing... <laughs> you know, acoustically. Mel, uh, Mel has just imploded. <laughs> England accusing the Aussies of not playing with the spirit of cricket. And then would have had to have a, a real think around all the spirit of the game. Sending a hidden message there. Yes. I don't know if we can unpack that. It all centres on that controversy. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Keep going, what were you saying? I'm still confused. Is a nut technically a seed? Yeah. <laughs> it all centres on that controversial dismissal. Yes, here it is. Here it is. Johnny Bairstow being dismissed by Australia's Alex Carey. It was an incredible dismissal. It's been a big talking point all week. Now, the question is, is whether the ball is dead or alive. Because if it's dead, <laughs> it means he can do whatever he wants, everybody can relax. It used to be a pop group called Dead or Alive. That's right. And you uh, spin me right round, baby. So, Australia take the 2-0 lead heading into the third test. It's a great position to be in. Australia on top. Speaking of tops, it looks like... Aaron and Callum have accidentally swapped jackets. <laughs> By the way. Well, look, the second test, it finished early Monday morning in the wee hours. I was watching on Nine Gem, genuinely. I fell asleep <laughs> on the couch and woke up to this. <laughs> the vengeance of Fu Manchu. <laughs> Uh, Fu Manchu wasn't happy he'd been unfairly dismissed by Alex Carey, so... <laughs> I then flicked over to Channel 9. One in four couples sleep in separate beds. It doesn't mean they don't love each other. <laughs> Those two definitely don't yeah. love each other. <laughs> Same reason me and Tim are actually in separate studios yes. right now. <laughs> I'm leaning down here. Yeah. <laughs> this week also saw the start of Wimbledon, and all eyes were on one man. The Carey Show. 
Cab London. Nick's back. Tomorrow, our superstar returns. The return of Nick Kyrgios. Nick Kyrgios pulls out of Wimbledon. Love a Wimbledon tradition. Instead, they're showing Fu Manchu too. Foo fast, foo furious. <laughs> so look out for that. Very good. Well, it's been a big week of sport. The Ashes second test. Karatha's Cockroach Cup. This is a big event. <laughs> Karatha's Cockroach Cup. Or to use its official title. The race that almost stops the Pilbara city of Karatha. <laughs> That's the one. Got a ring to it, but how does it work? Whichever cockroach reaches the end of the racing track first wins a cash prize. But there's a catch. The owner of the winning critter has to eat their roach before they can collect the prize money. Yes, you heard me correctly. They have to eat their prize cockroach. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're introducing that to the Melbourne Cup That'd as well. That'd be great. So, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd make the Sydney to Hobart more interesting, wouldn't it? At the end. So, at the end of it, congratulations. And commiserations to the winner. This year's winner was Revive Raider, and its owners, Chantel and Simon, followed through with the required consumption to collect their winnings. Sadly, there was a protest and she had to regurgitate. Um, <laughs> by the way, it's not just the Cockroach Cup, Mel. A lot of big events happening mm. this week. Swifty's mad rush for Taylor tickets. The asteroid heading towards Earth that keeps <laughs> getting closer. Got a lavender haze around it. Yes. But how big was the asteroid? This one's bigger than the Opera House at more than 90 metres across. <laughs> Valet Tom Cruise. <laughs> yes, the mad rush to secure Taylor Swift tickets to an Australian show. It had everyone hooked. The tension is palpable. It's 2006. It's like my parents are getting a divorce all over again. <laughs> Definitely in separate beds, yeah. I would say. But for those who missed out on tickets, child psychologist Michael Carr Gregg put it all in perspective. This is a disappointing event but it's not the end of the world. And I just want to remind everybody there's actually a war in Ukraine. So. Feel good Friday. Feel good Friday. <laughs> so there we go. Some people got tickets, some people didn't. Did you, did you get ever. tickets, Tim? No, stop coming to me during the show. <laughs> did you guys get tickets? No, 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 but I've, I've, my, my wife's devastated. She too missed out, so there's just that time there's heartbreak and devastation all around. Sorting yeah. out your tax. Hey, Tim, are you targeting anything particular this year? I, I, I'll call you back, Eddie. We're just in the middle of a show at the moment. Taylor Swift is currently touring Cincinnati and fans have flocked to see her. But we have a special surprise for you guys. There are two Swifties here who shall remain anonymous who called in sick to work. They travelled here from Louisville, so they've gotten quite a drive here. Stress is the ghost of Kmart. <laughs> what, what did the fans say? You're here and you've called in sick. And I understand almonds are not a true nut, <laughs> technically a seed. Sorry. 
Well, moving on, and the other big story this week, the ICAC findings into former New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian and Darren Maguire were handed down. And Gladys has assembled a big legal team. And we know that this legal team that she has assembled, well, it certainly is high profile. Brett Walker SC, he was George Pell's lawyer. I wouldn't lead with that. I wouldn't lead with that. Sadly, Ben Robert Smith lawyer was unavailable. <laughs> Gladys Berejiklian, she was driven into Parliament, but I don't think her driver had ever driven that car before. These are pictures just in leaving so her here home. Here we go, Gladys, She's getting into the car, to into now. the Mercedes. Yep. We're ready to go, so let's uh, turn the ignition on, I reckon. Oh, no, those are the wipers. Those are the wipers. <laughs> those are the wipers. We need the ignition. Let's, OK, let's just check the mirror. We're undercover, there's no rain. Okay. Let's turn right. those wipers off. That's the indicator. <laughs> let's turn the wipers off now, Gladys. <laughs> We might come back to Gladys. Okay. Yep. We might come back to Gladys. So after months and months of hearings and submissions, ICAC handed down its findings. Basically, she was dating a weirdo. <laughs> Great. That's just, just me at uni. That's uh, New South Wales <laughs> Liberal Matt Keane, Mel. He is backing Gladys 100%. Gladys Berejiklian uh, is a successful businesswoman. Uh, she's a successful person. She doesn't need uh, to give a grant to advance a relationship with a man. But that's I mean, exactly I what the Corruption that's... Commission found she did, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> He just refreshed Twitter yeah. and caught up. Of course, this wasn't just about Gladys. It was also about Gladys Berejiklian's former boyfriend. Darren Maguire was engaged in serious corrupt conduct over a six-year period. At the end of the day, though, there are still some serious questions to answer. What else might Aussies not know about Armand? Exactly. Yes, exactly. We're going to take a break. Back with more of the cheat seats right after this. Before we go any further, can we just check back in on Gladys Berejiklian? We'll be having a we'll be having no, right. I think we do need $5 million for the Wagga Driver Training yeah. Centre. <laughs> Look, at the moment, let's move on. Times are tough. A lot of flight cancellations this week due to high winds, staffing shortages. People had many reasons for being upset. We were going to uh, do some mission work for some of uh, the kids in East Timor to build a school for them. Um, but unfortunately the flight got cancelled. My sister and boyfriend are down in Melbourne having the exact same issue. Their flight's been cancelled as well and we're all like, are we even going to get to this cruise? <laughs> in, in fairness, they're building a snorkelling school for underprivileged kids, so... <laughs> Let's move on. It has been another big week in Melbourne this week, rocked by yet another earthquake. There was an earthquake There's last night. <laughs> yeah. Earthquake. Last night. Earthquake. Big one. Yeah. This earthquake, it's got tradies out to check the damage. I say all hail the, um, the high-vis army for the work that they do. Thank you for building our cities, for unblocking our gutters, for fixing the back loo. Come back next week. I need you. Um, <laughs> They just fixed it. Why do you need them back? Well, she's just eaten her winning cockroach, so yeah. she does need it. Let's move on now to another big talking point this week, power prices. Big debate in Canberra, both sides making some valid points. And banking, the single Australian banking out, out much there more of the revenue better off that you today than they did so a year ago. Please don't, please there is don't, nobody uh, out please there don't suggest like that. Yeah. 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 I just feel bad that she has to um, take a part-time job um, working at Jetstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's how tough... That is how That's tough. That's how tough it is. That yeah. is how tough. Yes.
Well, the Sunrise team were out and about helping people save money on power. So some rebates uh, that she is eligible right. for. So, so she's really turning the light switch on here. Turning the, the microwave on here. Yes, all right. Victorian now she's turning the kettle on. Website. Turning all the appliances on. on. She and what's next? Sure okay, the morning show. Uh, she's turning that off. She turned it off. <laughs> Good call. Good call. And yet she watched The Vengeance of Fu Manchu. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> The real um, issue at the moment continues to be the cost of living crisis. So, it's time to get a check of... Mel's Markets. People have been begging for the return of Mel's Markets ever since it was um, disbanded in season one. I was going to say, times are tight, aren't people suffering enough? This is Mel's Markets. This is where you take a deep dive into the world of high finance. Just before we get into it, your thoughts on the latest interest rate news? Pretty... Keep it up. (laughs) We want to keep them down. Let's check the markets. Let's go to the experts. And in unrelated news, the price of kiwi fruits has collapsed. They're mostly grown in Victoria, not across the ditch. They used to be called Chinese gooseberries until 1974, when the New Zealand government officially changed the name to kiwi fruit because Chinese gooseberries weren't doing well with American consumers. And they look a bit like the New Zealand little brown bird. And that's finance. No, it's not. (laughs) And that was... Yes, and buckle in, because I'm going segment mad. (laughs) It's time to take a trip. Across the ditch, I've gone segment mad. This is where I dip into the news of my homeland, keeping our fingers on the pulse of the fast-paced New Zealand newsroom. What's what's the big story this week? Let's take a look. A rogue seal has caused chaos in South Auckland today, rushing into traffic, going through a takeaway drive through and taking over gardens. It sparked a considerable police response. (laughs) The police have nothing else to do. People are asking how the seal ended up on the streets. Seals believed to have come from this inlet from the Monaco Harbour before making its way on land to Subway Road. Subway Road? Yes. Would that have anything to do with our sponsor, the iconic Subway Footlong Sub? It even looks huge from where we're sitting. It gets the official New Zealand seal of approval. Yes. Hello, Subway. Yes. Yes, I know. It's great to have Subway on board. We're big fans. Yes, well, that was... Across the ditch. And you may be thinking, wow, there's a lot of segments in Mm. this seat too. There couldn't possibly be another one. (laughs) Well, I've just checked my watch and, oh, my God, it's been stolen. That must mean it's... Can I just remind you, we're up for a most outstanding Logie. <laughs> Welcome to Crime Time. That's right. We're the show. We're the only show brave enough to take a stance against crime. Yes. And where do we start? A Collinswood family has returned home to find an SUV in their lounge room. <laughs> Was everyone okay? It's come off the road probably 20 metres in front of the property, but yeah, like I said, no one was home, so it's a good outcome for everyone involved. The driver was taken to the Royal Adelaide Hospital. Almost everyone involved. Everyone involved. A 
A car in the lounge room also surprised this retiree. Despite this morning's chaos, the retiree and part-time Elvis impersonator still has his sense of humour and his moves. A job started, job got to get the swing. You should have heard an octet jabber sing. That's right. Um, I can't do that too much. I'm going to hit from it. Yeah, it's from Warburton, Nine News. <laughs> Austin Butler has aged terribly, hasn't he? <laughs> to Sydney now, where a couple of young joyriders were caught in the act. The couple say they took the car keys from inside the garage John usually sits in during the day. Later that night, they made their move. I went inside and I said, Charlie, the car's gone. The what? The car's gone. Ooh. <laughs> Let's rock! No. <laughs> that gentleman and his wife, they took some time to reminisce. Not what you were doing when you were 12? Oh, my goodness, I was so naive. I wasn't even allowed out. I'd hate to say that I wasn't an angel in my time, but <laughs> we used to climb over backyards and, and steal fruit. <laughs> He's got a horde of Chinese gooseberries yeah. in his backyard. Yeah. Lock him up. No, <laughs> no, just no, don't lock him up. <laughs> But by the big crime story this week. Seven News can reveal the West Beach home behind one of Adelaide's most popular Christmas light displays has been raided for drugs. Yes. This is, this is a big story. Yes, locals called the police Navidad. Um... <laughs> Christmas and... He's now under gingerbread house arrest. Yeah. So, um... Christmas and drugs, how else to describe it? It's the light display that's left visitors on a high. <laughs> but inside, police claim Fiona Curran was selling a high of a different kind. Yes, it's not snow. Um... They, they found the drugs stashed in advent calendars. Um... <laughs> There's more in there, but they have to wait to day two to open the next one. So we'll follow this story. Uh, look, that left us asking two big questions. Will you be defending these charges? Will the Christmas lights be going ahead this year? <laughs> Do they know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> you can catch her performing at Cartels by Candlelight, though. So um, she's singing Hark the Heroin Angels Sing. Okay. Have we got any more info about the alleged criminal activity? It's not just the Christmas lights, music, singing and alleged drug deals that have made Fiona Curran a polarising figure here on Snowden Street. Neighbours say she also owns a pet pig, which she walks up and down the street on a lead. That pig is now safely in a Subway barbecue pulled pork. <laughs> so it's all good. A happy ending. And that was... Remember, as always, if you'd like to be part of Crime Time, simply break the law. <laughs> Get in touch with us on our socials below. We're going to take a break. Back with more in the cheat sheet. Right after that. Talk all things showbiz to take us through it all. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM? It's Mel Tresina. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Mel. What have you been watching this week? Uh, Nine has debuted their new adventure series, Rush. Yes. It's like if The Amazing Race was on Channel Nine, and given <laughs> the name Rush, <laughs> teams of intrepid travellers race around the world competing in challenges. And contestant Adam let us in on what that experience is like. We're in the body. I think it's South Africa, uh, America. 
Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah, if Mum ever lost you in the Woolly Shopping Centre, this is what it'd feel like. Childhood trauma, sign me up. <laughs> Contestant Fiona's team were last to arrive at the final destination, but she comes first for her use of Aussie slang. We stopped and ate. We've made a big mistake and we probably would have got here first, but, you know, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle, so it makes no difference. And Bob's your auntie. <laughs> Million Dollar Island continues over on Seven and in last night's challenge, contestants had to create words from a series of letters, proving tricky for some. I keep having mental blanks. My mind just isn't working out here with no food, no water, hardly any sleep. I just saw D-E-R everyone's always saying dirt to me, so I just put up dirt just hoping that something would happen. <laughs> I wonder why people keep saying that to you. It's beyond me. No Ironic, ironically, if we can have a look at those letters again, understandably, he missed out on the word friend. <laughs> um. <laughs> Is that bringing up some trauma for you, Tim? Missing out on friend? I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> Durr. <laughs> <laughs> Contestant did manage to create a real word. It seemed a little rude to get called this by the host. Straight into it. This challenge demands nothing physical of you. Pure mental resilience. Nerd. Correct. <laughs> Is that another trauma word for you, Tim? <laughs> I'm not going to be heckled by a member of the Jetstar cabin crew, all right? <laughs> Just settle down, all right? Moving on, a shock Sunday on Dancing with the Stars with Matt Preston pulling out of the final dance-off due to injury. Mind you, he wasn't the only one suffering. There you go, Matt. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah, you know, recently I had a bit of food poisoning. <laughs> it was salmonella from eating a raw Aussie ostrich. So, well, well, the new twist on Dancing with the Stars is Daryl now has to eat the winner, like in the cockroach place, so... He had a bit of gastro. <laughs> he had to do a quick step to the toilet. Um, <laughs> he, he is fine. Over to our linguistically challenged islanders on Love Island UK, where this week we actually see them attempt to use some big words. I wasn't really planning on kissing Mal in the challenge, but one thing led to another. It was quite heated, got to it, and then I thought, you know what, we got, we got to secure this. Went in for it, and it was reciprocated. Reciprocated, yeah. She kissed me back. To be fair, English is only his first language. I, so. I love his outfit, which looks like he's tried to crawl through caution tape uh, <laughs> <laughs> and enter a crime scene. You know you can take the parachute off when you land. <laughs> you don't have to wear it all the time. Uh, Mitch also showed off his expanded vocabulary whilst describing new bombshell Katie. Seriously. The little Katie's unreal. Face is unreal. Eyes are unreal. Body's good. When it came to describing his body, Katie reciprocated. <laughs> now to a show in the US called Claim to Fame, where 12 contestants live in a house and they have to guess each other's famous relative. Contestants are then eliminated if someone guesses their secret celebrity oh. connection. If it sounds incredibly dumb, you'd be right. Who do you think Carly's claim to fame is? I think your celebrity relative is. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Wow. 
<laughs> Carly. Wow. He was correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Eliminated and cut off from the family credit card by the I, looks of that reaction. I love how a show that's about your more famous re relatives, they've got the least famous Jonas brother. To so Kevin's not up for much. Yeah. So was Carly? She, so she gets eliminated. Yes, now. yes. So she gets a lot eliminated because she was guest, mm. which means that she has to leave. But thankfully, she took it well. Boy. Carly, as your uncle says, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> All right, to some movie news now. On Friday, Sydney saw some massive names descend on the city. Right now, up on stage behind me, you can see we've got Margot Robbie, America Ferreira, Issa Rae, Greta Gerwig, with the cheap seats, Mel Tracina helping out, looking fabulous. I don't know if we can go back to that. Less helping out, more being framed out. <laughs> This is amazing. Yeah, this was huge. So I was able to co-host Barbie's best day ever at Westfield Sydney. It was a fan event. Is anyone so. having a best day ever at Westfield Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you've never been lost in coals by your mother. Yeah. That is you with Margot Robbie. Besties, and that's me with the selfie with the crowd, and that's Margot's husband, just right there in the black t-shirt, blue t-shirt. I know, stop it! I was mingling with the stars. I'm like now. <laughs> How was this? So this is the big Barbie premiere. It was huge. Around a thousand fans came yep. out to to check it out to see the stars. I think this fan was lost though. <laughs> yeah. okay. He wanted to get amongst the Barbie mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> now you did we, did, we did see this, Mel. You got very close to Margot. Look, it's here. really exciting. It's not every day we have major Hollywood stars you're, just here in the middle are. of Sydney doing their thing. And I think we're all going to get to be... Now, if, if you missed that, let's look at that again. There you are. Yep. You're going for the tap. <laughs> what brushed away? <laughs> You go for the tap, brushed away instantly. God. I know. I, um, I'm not allowed within 100 metres of her now. So. This, this but was... it was worth it. We sent you on your very first major press junket and you groped the celebrities. We, we can't trust you ever again. So what was Margot Robbie like? That's oh, the big question. You got to spend so much time. You tried to Donald Trump it. Yes. Yes. Oh, like. Yeah. She was so beautiful, um, so kind, very beautiful, like in her face. <laughs> you know what I'm trying unreal, to say. Unreal, unreal. Good body. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina. Huge week in the sporting world to take us all through it. No one better 
Radio host, actor, comedian, super sports fan, it's yeah. Anthony Limo Limo! Yes, thank you. Thank you. Love it to see you, Limo. Thanks for coming on. It's great to be here. I'm excited. Let's go. Well, we're excited to have you here. Before we dive into the world of sport, you are currently crushing it in the new season of Utopia on the ABC. We've got a steal from yes. last week's episode. Right. Are you, are you is, that, is that Utopia or Forrest Gump? <laughs> that's actually, that's not in the show. That's Rob and I trying to have a quiet lunch. We were Papped by new ideas. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, the upcoming Titus O'Reilly biopic looks good. <laughs> but you're here to talk sport and you're a massive sport fan, and what a week it's been. I am indeed. Thank you for having me on. And first up, I want to, and sorry to do this, Mel, but I just want to thank Tim. Thank you for involving me in your pre show warm up oh, yes, today. It was great. We've got some vision here, actually, of the. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little ritual we do. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This was Tim hitting me. Um, whoa! Yeah, okay. <laughs> My ears are still ringing. They will die down eventually. You don't usually use the helmet, so that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> fresh. Yeah. We've come a long way. Well, with Titus arrived, it used to just be the hat. <laughs> uh, now, the Women's World Cup is just a few weeks away. It'll all kick off from July 20 in Australia and New Zealand, and the Matildas announced their final squad yesterday. And here's a few of the squad finding out about their selection. Oh, really way off. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tony. Incredible. Oh. <laughs> oh, actually, that was the wrong vision. That was them finding out they had Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, really? Uh, yes, we'll, we'll chase that up. We'll, we'll dig up the other vision. Now, my favourite player is Alex Chidiak. Now, some people do it for their family, some for the fans, but Alex? Chidiak, just as keen for a reunion with Tazuni. I mean, as soon as I see a mascot, I do freak out a little bit, but it's a good distraction for me because then I want to play extra well to impress the mascot, so. That's going to leave for 10 years first. Oh, my God. <laughs> Forging a path as an international athlete to impress a mushroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, the big talking point of the week, of course, is the Ashes. Yes. Now, our women won the first test. They won their first T20. The men won the first test. And they won this test. And the controversy is around the fact that we successfully and fairly dismissed Johnny Bairstow. <laughs> Have a look, here we go. And he wanders out of his crease. And Alex Carey strikes. And Alex Carey strikes. Oh, yeah, this is... Well, who knew that walking out of your crease you could get dismissed like this? What a controversy. Wow, the run-out must be a new thing in cricket. The uh, English, stunned. It's against the spirit of the game, though, Lino, isn't it? <laughs> the spirit, what a nebulous pile of... Anyway, the spirit of you're cricket. Fired up, you're fired up about this. I am fired up. Well, the crowd started chanting, same old Aussies... Uh, same old cheating, yeah. right? This is what the, the crowd was chanting at the time. And that they were going mad in the crowd and the Aussies had to walk through the fans to get to the change rooms. This is a quirk of lords. Uh, luckily for our cricketers, these are MCC members, yes. a group cherry-picked from English high society, a group to whom good manners are second nature. Blimey, what a morning we've had here at Lords. I've never seen anything like it. Who's been fronting up there? <laughs> yelling out, boo, cheat. I mean, seriously, these poms. Where, how do we... Where do we... Well, I've, I've honestly... I'm wound up and I'm ready to go. I haven't seen someone this mad since the vengeance of Fu Manchu. You are absolutely on fire. For start, OK, for starters, that lot there that were booing them as they walked through the room, the they're members, members of the Marleybone Cricket Club who wrote the bloody rules for cricket. Ex they're your rules, exactly. mate. Exactly. You wrote them. If you don't like them, change them. That'd be like a chef walking into his own restaurant and complaining about the menu. You wrote it, mate. <laughs> I mean, this test was on fire from day one. After just the first over, 
Climate protesters ran onto the ground. Johnny Bairstow, on day one, carried one of the protesters off the ground and dropped them over the boundary line. And the English media reacted appropriately. Yeah, yeah, they were absolutely cheering. They loved what Johnny Bairstow did. You know, just single-handedly just uh, took him off the pitch and everyone was applauding for him. You know, like a lot of people are saying, you know, give Johnny Bairstow an MBE for doing this. Completely no, agree. An MBE. <laughs> yes, an MBE. Step aside, war heroes and cancer researchers. This bloke carried a protest of 50 metres. So, <laughs> plus, I didn't like his carrying technique either. You had some problems with the technique? I did have some problems with the technique. Look, if you need to carry someone in a hurry, you do it like this. There we go. That's how you carry someone right there. Uh, now, it's been a rough week for sports security in England. At the World Pool Championships, the finalists were playing for £180,000 and the favourite was about to pot the black to take the money and this happened. All right, now he just has to pot the black for £180,000. Oh, no! And that was a game over yeah. right there. To be fair, he was out of his crease. So, so <laughs> yeah, that bloke had a pile of change on the corner of the table. Yeah. Waiting, really? waiting for his game. Uh, and it's weird because security at English sporting events are known for their firm hand. Check out this bloke at a Tottenham game earlier this year, really giving him a work over here. Oh, yeah, take that, mate. I think it. <laughs> He's performing Reiki on them as they. Meldrasina and Margot Robbie. Anyway, I've had enough of the Ashes, guys. The real stuff for me is European cricket. Are you a oh, fan? I thought you were going to say um, my club netball team. <laughs> <laughs> no, European cricket. Yes. And what's really important here is to focus on how much sympathy this dude gets from the commentators. Anyway, right? It's too tap. Three here, you know. He's going to get it in before they come back for the third. High standard. Here we go. And... The brother's not helping oh. at all. Now I'm going to set a check if the ball's dead or alive. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Suddenly he lost the first and second testicles. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Did indeed. Uh, he was <laughs> he was given out PBW. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and another Grand Prix was on uh, this weekend. Max Verstappen once again winning in Austria. He's fifth in a row. He's unstoppable at the moment. But I actually prefer guys the pre-race entertainment. Here we go. Oh wow! And oh. so that, that that's and this is Oscar Piastri. What did he think of it? Yeah. So that, that's how you're meant to land those things. It's just, <laughs> just good to see Daniel Ricciardo back on track, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, in, in all seriousness, I'm a massive F1 fan yeah. and I didn't watch the race live because right. I was preparing for the cheap seats and I was looking forward to watching it on Wednesday. I now know the winner. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> Real winner's that bloke who flew in on yeah, He's the, 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 the winner. Jeff that guy. Uh, so Verstappen, not only did he win again, <laughs> uh, he was so dominant that I think others should be able to modify their car to compete. In fact, I reckon our supercar drivers might be onto something. Andre Heimgartner and James Golding in army tanks and armoured vehicles before next weekend's Townsville 500. You know, the temperatures and stuff get pretty hot in there, so 
a lot of things are the same, but obviously, you know, we don't have guns to shoot off at the same time. So, yeah, pretty cool. And no spoilers, I still haven't seen who's won World War II. So. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, right. I did love the random eagle sitting on his arm yes, there. Yes, what was the eagle there I have, for? I have absolutely no idea. But if they brought eagles and guns into supercars, that would bring the crowds back. <laughs> Limo is currently appearing on Utopia on Wednesday nights at 8pm on the ABC and I view. One Utopia fan. <laughs> would you please thank Anthony Limo, Limo! And it's time for our very special guest. Welcome, Tom Cashman. It's Tom Cashman. Thank you. It's Tom Cashman. I still get shivers when you say my name. Tom Cashman. Would you please welcome the desk stand-up comedian, co-host of Taskmaster Australia and finance guru, it's Tom Cashman. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me and calling me a guru. Yeah, it's good to see a clip of you wearing the exact same shirt on another show. <laughs> I, I also realised that <laughs> about seven minutes ago, which is very embarrassing because it reveals that I think I look good in this shirt. You're a finance guru who can't afford a wardrobe. So, yeah. 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 so much to talk to you about, Tom. We love yes. your work on Taskmaster. Obviously, the interest rate decision today. But before we do... Yes. <laughs> you love your work on the interest rate decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get there, though, there's a bit of history with you and me yep. and this very show. I think I'd know if I'd given birth to you, Tim Cashman, with that energy. I think if you were my mother, you might know my name. Yes. That is, of course, the great Denise Scott. I love her face, so she's like, yeah. <laughs> Comedy icon Denise Scott, who mistook... Me for you. Yeah. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I've never met Denise Scott before. Um, so that clip, when I saw that, that was evidence that Denise knows who I am. Yeah. So I suppose to the extent that that disappointed you, it actually made me quite chuffed. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I thought that was Judith Felicity, by the way, but no, it is Denise, it is Denise Scott. But we, we also saw this on a promo of The 100 yeah. with Andy Lee, Tom Cashmore. <laughs> There's the shirt again. <laughs> You're, you're a finance guru. These are tax write-offs. Yeah. This is amazing. That's it. Well, it is, it is the first Tuesday of the month. The big interest rate decision mm. came down a little bit earlier today. A pause. Yes. No rate increase. No change. <laughs> One person Hello. owns a home. Yeah. Hello to Philip Lowe, um, who, of course, is the RBA governor, and it was his call at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, how, do, how do you feel that Philip Lowe is the RBA governor's going? I, I am sick of this trend that I think has emerged where when there's a crisis, politicians will drag out a nerd and then blame the nerd. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, five years ago, Philip Lowe made the same calculus. He considers, like, 50 different economic factors and does some maths. He gets control over one number. It either goes up, stays the same, or it goes down. Five years ago, it was down. I didn't hear any politicians being like, this guy's a genius. He's saving yeah. Australia. <laughs> same with COVID. When COVID hit, a new type of nerd emerged. Yes. All of a sudden, there was a chief, chief health officer standing next to the politicians, like, hello. <laughs> Two years before COVID, I don't remember them being on TV, being congratulated for keeping foot and mouth disease or something out of Australia. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as there's a pandemic, all of a sudden they're standing next to the politicians, so the politicians can be like, oh, I would love for you to be able to take more than 10 people to a funeral, but unfortunately, this nerd says <laughs> it's a bad idea. 
So now the politicians, they could solve the housing crisis, they could build more houses, they could freeze rent, they could get rid of negative gearing for people who own two or more properties, but instead they're like, how shit is this nerd? We hate this nerd as much as you do. And I'm saying, leave him alone. Um, yeah, so interest rates, they remained on hold, uh, and yet yes. Mel's already jacked up her landlord rates uh, for her properties. I'm renting, I'm renting, I'm a loser too. All renters are losers. <laughs> The views of Melanie Bracewell. But I'm renting. But speaking speaking of renting, you uh, you were renting, and you actually went viral mm. earlier for for something that happened whilst you were renting. That's right. I um well a few a few times I asked for a landlord reference, um a, a bit of a cheeky request, and then more recently I did a stand up bit about um a landlord basically trying to charge me a hundred dollars to get rid of four ants. Um, $25 per ant. This, this made news. Man charged $100 after landlord spots four ants in his kitchen. That's right. And this is, this is a Cheap Seats exclusive. I am the man. Wow. <laughs> the man is me. Thank you. Wasn't the only thing that happened at the beginning of that rental, this is a true story, when I signed the lease, you go into the real estate and you sign, on the front of the lease in the special conditions bit, it said dryer. And I was like, oh, we get a dryer. And the real estate, clearly never seen it before. He was like, yeah, I suppose. After about a week of moving in, no dryer. I'm like, can't wait for this dryer. Called up the real estate. When are we getting this dryer? They were like, oh, we don't know about the dryer. A guy I hadn't spoken to calls me and he legit says, oh, I think what dryer meant was, it, I think what it was referring to is the three clothesline lines out on the patio. No! And I legitimately had to say to a real estate agent, I said this, hang on, are you saying the thing that will be doing the drying in the word dryer on the lease is the sun? <laughs> Is my dishwasher the moon? <laughs> is my parking spot on Pluto? Luckily, you don't need to dry. You never wash your clothes. Um, so, so it's fine. It is OK. A, a through line is emerging that I do not consent to. It's like Taskmaster. <laughs> it's about Taskmaster. In, in all seriousness, you are amazing. You're, you're the assistant to the Taskmaster. That's right. Tom Gleeson. Yep. Looks like you had an amazing fun in the first series. Yes. Push. Push, Mrs McGregor. <laughs> I'll name him Luke after Luke Skywalker. Cool. <laughs> That, that's weird. I didn't even know they were filming that. That was just us, yeah, yeah. us forming up. Fun. You appear alongside Tom Gleeson. He's the taskmaster. He's got a lot of respect for you. I leave that to my humble assistant. We have the same name, so just to clear things up, I'm main Tom and he's lesser Tom. <laughs> it's Tom Cashman. Yeah. Look, you bring that up to make fun of me, but all I saw was me wearing a second shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tom will be appearing on the second season of Taskmaster Australia later in the year. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Tom Cashman! <laughs>
Just, just go with sunny or rainy. Uh... A good idea is a good idea. <laughs> in the meantime, let's get a check of your Tuesday traffic. Grab a Thai beef, broccoli, walk in a box at OTR for just $9.95. Eating or takeaway. OTR. Making life easy. That's the latest Adelaide traffic. No, it's not. No, it's not. We will be sacrificing a broccoli walk in the box to the traffic guards <laughs> as well. So stick around for that. But before we do, it's time to award our... <laughs> This is where we honour reporters chasing down stories and no-one has chased down a bigger story this week better than Channel 9's Ashlyn Krukelis reporting on the Gold Coast Marathon. This here is about the halfway mark. Look at this, as if running a half marathon or a full marathon isn't tough enough. Look at this bloke. This is Kieran so Douglas. He's running the, the marathon. Thing backwards. It looks like we're running it now too with him. Kieran, how are you feeling? You've been a hard man to catch. You are running this quick. Where did this crazy idea come from? Ah, oh, look... So, so she, she keeps, keeps going. She keeps running. We've had to speed this up. She runs the entire marathon. <laughs> have you heard of a sit-down interview? You don't have to chase him. <laughs> what? Just, just wait at the end. <laughs> and Kieran, you're setting a cracking pace. Five minute fifty k's, which we're now doing too. I should note. <laughs> it looks like he's trying not to be interviewed. He's trying to run away from the interview. Seriously, we've had to speed this up. This goes on for miles. <laughs> Nice. Almost at the halfway mark. You got this, Kieran. Go okay, for it. We're only at the halfway mark. We've got to cut it there. Congratulations, Ashling. You are our... <laughs> the week. And on that note, we're done. We'll see you next week right here in the Chiefs. Yeah.